You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. What's up, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. This is the Steelers Blitz, more importantly, Steelers Nation Radio, simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM. And it is... Wednesday, which is a beautiful day because we got game day tomorrow, Thursday night football. So, you know, we got plenty on the table. We're going to talk, obviously, Steelers and Patriots. We obviously going to have the homie Brian Batco pull up in the second segment. So you don't want to miss that. And more importantly, we're just going to have a good old time because that's what we do on most host Wednesdays. We don't work. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We just chill out and vibe. So, between the two of us, one has a decade-long NFL experience, the other an immaculate head of hair with some WVU gear on per usual. But whatever you do, make sure y'all rock with us on the Twitter.com so we can get your thoughts, comments, concerns about the matchup. We want to hear your thoughts on what you think Mitch Trubisky's going to do. We want to know how you feel about this running game situation. We also would like to know how you feel about these inside linebackers and who you're starting. What combination? Because we got some willing participants and we got room for potential improvement. And then we can't forget about that almighty green dot and who's going where. So, like I said, plenty to discuss, and we got to get your score predictions in, too. Don't sleep on that. But the best way to do that is to hit us up on X, or commonly known as Twitter, and that is at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. Man, well, talk to me, baby. How you living on your end, man? Day uh, before the game? Yeah, What's your energy, man? Intrusive thoughts today, if we're being honest. Um... I mean, big backyard brawl basketball game tonight between WVU and Pitt at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. They got uh, at 9 o'clock. God dang. I know, right? Like, do they not realize that some of us have kids and we got to work in the morning? Y'all East Coast teams, too. That's one of those. <laughs> if I was still in college, 9 yeah. o'clock tip-off on a Wednesday. Like, oh, what? hell yeah, brother. 9 ew, ew. Or 9 p.m., excuse me, ew. When yeah. you're an adult with yeah. two little ninjas at home, it's like, wait, it's, why can't we have this at 7? And yeah. I could be in bed at 9, 30, 10 o'clock. But I'm Instead, even thinking it ain't like, going to be halftime I'm by like, bedtime. Usually it's like 8.30 is like the primetime spot. 9 o'clock is like that weird uh, March Madness tip-off time. 9.07. Uh, because that's the thing. You know it's going to be actually 9.07, <laughs> you know 9.10 it's, it's, it's by the time the game starts, yeah. which means it's 11.30 yep. by the time the yep. game ends, which means it's midnight by the time I go to bed. And Absolutely. girls wake me up at 6 o'clock. Uh, Manchester United versus Chelsea. Big game today, 3 o'clock. Big game for this. Basically, Motsi, in the next, you know, a little more than 24 hours, Mm -hmm. in the next, let's let's say, 36 hours, I mean, a big game for the Steelers, big game for my Mountaineers, big game for Manchester United, big game for the Penguins tonight as well, too. It's 
Wes versus intrusive thoughts on this Wednesday. Oh, yeah, they do got the lightning tonight. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So this is one of those weekends where uh, you're either going to be on cloud nine. By Friday, I'm either going to be yeah. feeling great. Or, or, or I'm going to be yeah, he, he's, the he, sourest person in yeah, Western Pennsylvania. Yeah, send, send, send what's all your thoughts, loves, and prayers. Yep. Absolutely. We'll now, I can definitely dig that. We'll see. Okay, okay, but, uh, okay. I'm always good on a Wednesday, partner. I'm happy to uh, to be here for another Moats Hosts Wednesday. I like it. Well, since it is a Moats Hosts Wednesday, we're going to start with the thing that I want to talk about, which is my partner, my brother, my former teammate, Cameron Hayward, being named. Now we're talking. The Pittsburgh Steelers Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee again. I mean, right now he got a chokehold on the award. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. But like I said, man, for Cam, man, getting this award, this nomination, we talk about the prestige behind it. It's given to, you know, the player that not only is doing things on the field, but they also recognize them for their off-the-field community service as well as playing excellence like we just talked about. And that's something that we know with Cam Hayward, a.k.a. the captain. He does both of those things and does them at an extremely high level. We know his uh, Hayward House Foundation does a ton of stuff, man. And um, you know, just some of the stuff they were talking about in the write-up with him. Um, talking about his Cam's Kindness Week. And how he's trying to continue to raise awareness for certain elements with that. I know he's big on celebrating birthdays for kids that, you know, are part of the system. You know, homeless kids. Kids that aren't, you know, growing up with both of their parents in the household. Sure. And that's something for him that he's big on. And, uh, you know, being a part of some of his work and stuff like that, man, is always dope to see him. And for him to get the recognition that he gets because like we talk about, it's typically not a lot of attention that comes with the nonprofit sector or being a all-around good guy. No doubt. So whenever, you know, you're doing it to that extent where people do start to notice you, and in this case for Cam, continually notice him i think that's one of those things that you know we should lead off with and acknowledge i'm glad you started there and i completely agree i mean he's tell you what he's been knocking on this door for a while right six six years total of the nomination his third year in a row this is like remember when there was that stretch where leonardo dicaprio just couldn't win an oscar Mm -hmm. and everyone was like when's leo finally gonna win his oscar Mm -hmm. and then he finally did on the revenant i think what the the name of that movie Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, we're kind of at that point with Cam Hayward, aren't we? Like, everyone's kind of looking around like, how has this guy not won one of these things yet? Look at how accomplished he is. And It's crazy because I'm literally going back. It was like in six years. I said, I know I had him the first year to start it off. But I'm like, who was it in that middle third year to split up his three-peat? Because he had the MJ. No, I had him at the beginning. I got him in 16. Then he went three years in a row. 17, 18, 19. Who was 19? Was that Vince? I think it was Vance. Might have been Vance. Vance McDonald yeah. sounds right. Yes. That might have been Vance. I know he was doing like the, the was it, uh, was it oh, some, Heroes for the Holly or something like that, man, yeah. with the big. It wasn't Marquise, convoy, was it? Is it Convoy for, could have been Pouncey. Because I know that Convoy of Hope thing was big with Vance. I know Pouncey was big with the uh, police officers. And that would have been around that COVID yeah. time. So it might have been Pouncey. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder, I think we tried to do this last year where we tried to find yeah, a list I was of like, all who, the, who is the in between? The Steelers yeah. aggregate nominees. Uh, but yes, uh, if I can find it here, I'll let you know. Okay. But I, I, again, but either way, huge testament to him, though, man. You're right. Huge yeah, he's, he's the blend of, I think, what you want um, in your in your star athletes. He's not only great and has not only been paramount to this organization on the field for, for over a decade, he's been the same uh, for his town, for his city here in Pittsburgh. And. You're right. We've always got time to highlight that. Too often, 
Um, you know, we look at these guys as robots and what have you done for me lately and what do you do on the field for us, you know, 17 times a year on Sundays or Thursdays or Saturdays or Mondays or whenever they end up playing on a Tuesday afternoon if it's the middle of COVID. Hey, man, don't trip on them Tuesday games. We like Tuesday football. Because these Keeps guys these guys as athletes are ultimately judged by what they do on the field. And you know that better than I do, certainly. But as human beings, I think it's important that we always highlight judge, and I don't mean that in a judgy kind of way, right? But that we highlight, that we acknowledge, that we um, make sure we're also talking about what they do away from the field as well, too. And again, Cam's the best of of both worlds, the success on field and and all the things that he does away from it. No, 100%. Like I said, man, seeing what he's been able to accomplish on the field while being able to do this Mm -hmm. off the field, I do feel like it's one of those big things. And you're right. I mean, the whole Leonardo DiCaprio analogy is beautiful. I mean, it's one of the things where we know he doesn't play this exposition. I look at Cam in this fight the same way people look at running backs talking about second contracts. Talk about Tyree Kill trying to win MVP. We'll be like, oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. So why don't you pay him? You'd be like, all right, never mind. And then when you start talking, oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense for Cam to win it. And then we break it down of like, so what generates more revenue, eyes, and attention for the National Football League. One of these punk-tail quarterbacks, we know. One of these punk-tail wide receivers, we know. (laughs) But what I will say is this, though, man. Andrew Whitworth, he did win it before. Calais Campbell has won it also. Okay. So there is hope for non-sex positions to potentially win it. I think in both of those scenarios, I know with Whitworth, that's when they won the Super Bowl, or they were going to the Super Bowl. And I think with Calais... That was with Baltimore. I don't remember how good Baltimore was that particular year, though. So, either way, there is hope. And we are winning enough. So, he's in the conversation. Yeah. We just got to keep it going. And you called this last year, you know, when it was it, – like, last year it felt like it was down to Dak and to Cam Hayward, mm-hmm. right? And yep. you kind of said, well, we got to keep winning games, too, because yeah. they don't give this award uh-uh. to somebody who's on a team that is New, not, you know, in the, in the conversation they, they, it, and in the spotlight. It's full circle. I mean, it's full circle, you know, in terms of how they want to – or not full circle. Uh, they're covering a large mass of ground in terms of what they're trying to accomplish with these awards. Correct. They want to, number one, inspire – good guys right they want to say hey look man we will award you we will say that you being good in the community is just as important as you being dominant on the field we pay you multiple millions of dollars and give you awards player of the year mvp rookie of the year for your on-field play let's do something to incentivize you for your off-field play as well so that part is there you love it so it's like okay we got that check then it's like all right are you good enough on the field you're like all right cool you check that box cool check then the next thing is can we sell this person to the soccer mom, to that casual viewer, to that, to that, to, to, to the lady that just watches the game and she's curious about her son playing. She doesn't really know. She hears a lot of bad stuff about football. It's violent. Guys are rough. Get in trouble a lot. So once again, optics matter, which if anybody's followed the NFL the past 10 years, you would definitely see it was like, yo, optics are a big thing. Yep. So, As they are for any billion-dollar yeah. business. So all of that is at play. So whenever they do decide on who they want to name the winner of this mm-hmm. award, which they deem as their most prestigious award for the community. Same way you got your regular season MVP, they look at that as, yo, this is just as important, just as impactful, which is why they do as much around this award and the nominees yeah, as no they doubt. do. And why you get to wear the, Seriously, to wear the man. patch on your jersey for Seriously. the rest of your career if you win it. Like, it's a big deal, man. So... With that, you understand why they're so particular about the player and the position at times because they got to be able to sell that. 
And that's the other part. Like I said, at times it just it hurts Cam. Mm-hmm. But the beautiful part is he plays defense. Sure. So as a defender, you always got a little bit extra. If you play O-line, you play wide receiver, you're depending on quarterback, you're depending on team, running game, all that other stuff. Defense, man, every once in a while you could just be like, you know what? As long as I'm balling. As long as I'm balling. It ain't. Some it was, so we could be all right because I can keep balling. All right. Uh, it was, by the way, Vance McDonald in Shout out to Vance, you man. Correct. Shout out to Vance. Yep. yep. I, try, I try to remember us, us, us award winners. You know? You know. It's a, it's a it's, secret society. It's all we a, ask is trust. It's a distinguished list. You know? Just, it's a real distinguished list, I and, tell you. And, and our Pittsburgh list is it's not a, a lot of diversity on this thing. It's just the same names over and over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, other places, like, yo, it's a you different day it, every single know, week. Yeah. Listen, listen. We can't let Cam have a monopoly on this, all right? There's a, hey, look, I got mine. for him for having a monopoly on Seriously. this. Seriously. I, mean, I got I'm mine. next to one of the yeah. few guys that's, that's broken I'm, up the Cam hey, dynasty. Hey, look, Cam, we talking about Cam like he MJ with this thing, man. I'm over here like, I guess I was the bad boys because I caught I him. I'm the Pistons. I caught him beforehand. All right? And then Vince, Vince, you, you could be... You're you're the the magic when he came back with forty five boy. You yeah. understand that? Yeah. Shaq and Petty. You, you caught him in that year, okay? <laughs> Both of us had a nice run. Neither one of us <laughs> finished it anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's high time. It was, it was it's good. high time it was for good, Cam though. to win it one was of fun. these things. Let's do it. All right. I mean, you know when the Steelers, you got to go back to 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 Mozi still playing for See, to, think to about find that, bro. like one of the times that Cam hasn't been the nominee <laughs> in recent crazy. history. And I've been gone for a long I mean, time. You, you, I, I was just gonna say you have been, been gone, gone for a long forever, time, bro. But you have I've been, been gone, gone for a long time. You, you've been gone for a minute what? now. I mean, what? You, it's been a long time. Yeah, this, this is the sixth year this, you and I are the doing Steelers this. Steelers weren't even my last team. Right. Think about it. Correct. Yeah, bro. They were the last so team. You and I have been. This is the sixth <laughs> season we've been doing this show. I mean, just think about it in that context. Been, that is crazy, you've been out for a little bit. Bro, you've been that out is for a little crazy. Bit. You are. You're. You're. You're just the bad boy Pistons. <laughs> oh my god! You got gosh. to him on the front end before hey, the beast started rolling. When, when, when he was young, I caught him early. You know, he, he was still stepping up to the scene. They like, who is this Cam Hayward guy? Caught him early. You know, now sheesh, you don't want to get in front of that Mack train. Uh uh-uh, uh, that Mack truck is going. <laughs> Uh-uh. I'm on the sideline rooting for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep doing your thing. Get three more of them things. And then we'll be talking about, yeah, so in the past nine years. <laughs> I, need to, I need to talk I need to talk to uh, like Gerard and Emil, right, right. you know, and all of our friends, Alec, all the all of our friends there at Steelers TV. Oh, and man. Because there's a there's like a Leonardo DiCaprio Cam Hayward crossover. Here. Yes, you you need to do like, something. Where he's you can... done the Aviator. Yeah. He's done the Departed. What he's more do done the Wolf of Wall Street. Like, what more do you need? What hit more after do you hit need? Give after this hit. He has quotables after quotables after quotables. Have you seen Inception? Have you seen Inception? Chase LeWakes, go. Oh, I but no, I am. I'm, I'm glad you started there today because again, these are one of those things that in the course of and wins that Titanic and is a and- classic. Come on, man. This is Cam. Cam got classics. Cam got hits. I mean, geez, I, we ratted off like five or six before we got the Titanic. I mean, that's Lord. what I'm saying, bro. Think about that. Good lord. Think about that, bro. Yeah, it's it's Cam's time. Uh, and yes, we can get caught up in the day to day, the the results, the wins, the losses, the grind. Uh, but it's always important to highlight mm-hmm. things like this. Big shout out to Cam Hayward. And you know what? He's been doing. He's been doing this for a decade plus, and I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon either. Now nah, you're 100 percent right on that. So, like I said, that's why I wanted to lead off today's show with just shouting out my brother, giving him some praise, man, because he definitely has deserved it for not just what he's done this season in terms of his off-field activism, but more so what he's done throughout his career. Yeah, even no, when he hasn't, no even when he hasn't won the award, man, he's still been such a heavy, heavy factor in the community. I even think back to the year that I won it, and it was still literally. Who is going to win, me or Cam? 
And that was the year where I'm dropping 300 on JMU and all this other stuff. And it's like, no, Cam is still heavily in this thing. He wasn't taking a year off. But that's, you know, Cam. And that's why, like I said, man, he's so loved in this city and why he means so much to this team. So, once again, man, shout out to the homie Cam Hayward. We are going to take our first break because we want to stay on schedule. We are going to have Brian Batko of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette joining us as he's getting ready to either watch or just finish up. Busy man. Watching a little bit of that Steelers practice that is taking place as they get their final, you know, adjustments in to the game tomorrow. But don't touch that. Dallas, Arthur Motes is Wesley U. And this is the Steelers Blitz on Steelers Nation Radio. Simon Caston on ESPN 970 AM. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, back for the second segment of this top of our Steelers Blitz. Simon Caston on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970 AM. And we are officially joined by... You know our good friend, one of the one and only friends that we ever have on this show. I'm talking Mr. Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. How are you doing, Mr. Backo, on this here Moats Host Wednesday, might I add? Oh, man, I'm I'm doing great, guys. It's it's good that you keep a small, a small trust tree of good friends of the show. Small circle. Um, Absolutely, man. You're, you're yeah, in you know, the circle. Was, uh, you got the handshake. You know how we do. Got our social security numbers. The great, you know. poet, the great poet Cameron said, just because they're in your circle don't mean they're in your corner. All right? Hey, he shout out to Killer oh, Cam. coming in hot Shout today. out to give, give a little horse and carriage for the culture. One time, one time. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. we got action tomorrow night, and we obviously have a lot of Moving pieces right now with some of the injuries and stuff going on um, offensively and defensively. What is the overall feeling with the team right now? I know you're, you know, down there with the guys and stuff like that. What's the mood like, man? man it's it's different. You know, you uh, you weren't on with us Friday, but I think I even mentioned to West that the feeling was pretty loose in the locker room. The vibes were good. Guys were upbeat after taking taking down the Bengals in Cincy turned out that that wasn't necessarily a uh, momentum train rolling that was a mm-hmm. possibly looking past the Cardinals train they said the they took them too there. lightly they said that they was lightweight light work I I don't blame the the Steelers players who said that I think it was Jalen Warren and Deontay Johnson and other players sort of mentioned it on a more granular level such mm-hmm. as Minka Fitzpatrick uh, admitting they didn't really give Trey McBride the respect that he deserved, at least early on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't uh, I don't discount those comments because I felt the same thing sort of last week in the locker room. But that's neither here nor there now, except to say, Moats, in answering your question, I, this group seems a little down and dejected. I think okay. after after that Cardinals loss and. Sometimes that's good. Maybe you can harness that and, and get back on track. It's a, it's actually sort of similar to after that Jaguars game mm. last month when that also led into a short week taking on the Titans on Thursday night football, also at home. So they do have recent experience to draw on from in terms of 
resetting and, and refocusing, but uh, there, there've been you know, some concerning, uh, some concerning elements, I guess, being down there this week after that terrible 24 to 10 defeat. Well, let me, let me ask you this then. Is it, is it a blessing or is it a curse? I mean, I guess it could always be a little bit of both, but this is radio, right? So give me an answer one way or the other. Yeah. Is it a blessing or is it a curse then, Brian, that you get the short week here, <laughs> that you don't have to maybe wallow in that disappointing loss? You can turn the page quickly and get ready for New England, or does that maybe get harder to do when you have to drum up now this sense of urgency? Cool. Um, you know, I, I think it can be a blessing generally, but this week – maybe a little bit more of a curse because you are making the QB switch. Mm. I know Mitch Trubisky has been around, but you know, it's been consistent with both him and Kenny Pickett when they're jumping on a moving train to say how important it is to get reps and you just can't get as many reps in a short week. And Mitch was behind the eight ball going into that Cardinals game. And he admitted that, uh, that, that basically part of the, you know, part of the challenge of stepping in as a backup is, you know, you were working scout team for a lot of the week. That's that's just the reality of it. And while he won't be working scout team this week, we know what the Steelers were able to do uh, practice-wise. You know, they, they had a glorified walkthrough yesterday, and today they'll have to hold a quote-unquote functional Wednesday practice, uh, which is the day before the game, 24 hours out or so. That's where I, I, don't, uh, I don't necessarily know that it's a good thing that they aren't playing Sunday to Sunday or even Sunday to Saturday this week. Plus you've got, uh, you know, you, you, you've got the Jedi on the other side, Bill Belichick. And <laughs> as bad as things are at two and 10, I'm never ever going to discount the possibility that he could cook something up that either takes Mike Tomlin and his team by surprise or just finds a tweak that helps his own team play better than they have lately. Yeah. We're joined right now by Brian Batko of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. <sighs> Now we've been talking about some of the, you know, situations on offense and just some of the moving pieces, right? But at the same time, we know on defense, we also are dealing with something like that with this inside linebacker room. Um, Them guys losing a Landon Roberts potentially for Thursday night as well. What pairing are you throwing out there and who is your green dot guy with this inside linebacker group, obviously we know Michael Walker, Mark Robinson got the start a week or uh, didn't get the start a week ago, but they played a lot last week. And then um, we still have a Blake Martinez and a Miles Jack still on the roster as well. Yeah, I don't know who they're going to throw out, so I'll just tell you who I would throw. And you guys know sometimes when we chat on Friday, fresh off practice, I can tell you what I'm feeling even though I don't say what I'm seeing, right? Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's part of the benefit of me being in the circle of trust. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, 100%. Um, 100%. <clears throat> in, in this case, though, honestly, I I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. We haven't seen much this week, obviously, just in, inherently without them practicing a lot. I, I think they'll be putting the finishing touches on the game plan today. Like, as we speak, maybe right now, they've got their top pairing of inside linebackers out there, but they're behind closed doors. So we, we don't have any sense or feel for who it is. If it were me, knowing that uh, the coaching staff has been very reticent to trust Mark Robinson and maybe his assignment sound football, he's been leapfrogged by you know, both free agent signings this year, uh, Quan Alexander a few days into camp, Mike Walker after he'd been on the practice squad for a week or two. It just wouldn't surprise me if 
Blake Martinez leapfrogs him too. So um, maybe they, they go back to that sort of rotational thing because much like with Quan, Elandon, Roberts, and Cole Holcomb, you didn't really feel like there was a huge drop-off from any of those to the other. It's kind of the same deal now, but more of in a pessimistic <laughs> same way. Church, same church, same church, different view. Um, yeah, That's such a, yeah, a nice but, way to put that right there. <laughs> yeah, so I'd say put Walker and Martinez out there first. They're your most experienced and in-shape combination guys because we know Miles Jack's very experienced in this Steelers defense, but I just don't think he's quite in football shape yet. And we know Mark Robinson is – possibly the most rocked up dude on the team. Now, wait a minute, Mr. Backo. I thought that football players, we just walk around in elite shape all the time and you could just call us up (laughs) off the the sideline or off the couch and you could just come out there, start, and be the best answer. I thought that that was the case. That's not the case? Especially at inside linebacker. That's not the case. You you telling me I can't just wake up and just just, no moats. In fact, everyone's telling you they need you to get back out there. I thought that they said you could just wake up because you did it. You could just roll out the bed. You were nice before, so you nice now, and it just works. That's what I thought. No, I I thought you could just do that with outside linebackers moving over to inside linebackers uh, games into their career. Like it's just like just just slide them over. It ain't that hard. Just slide them in there. His overall just drops three points. It's no big. Hey, what would you do if it was Madden? All right, what would you do if it was Madden? (laughs) Resign Arthur. Uh, Yeah, it's just uh, you know with Martinez, he's been around so long. I'd probably trust his football IQ first and foremost, and. I'd give Walker a chance to make up for the struggles last week because he did look pretty good, I thought, in Cincy and in Cleveland. I would agree. I would agree. Give him a little bit of equity there. But if things start to fall off, I'm I'm probably going back to, like, 2022 end of season, how you handled Devin Bush. Uh, I would Mm. not hesitate to throw Mark Robinson in there and say, go hit something if we need to. Mm. Respect on that then. Mr. Backo, how do you, uh, or maybe I should say, what is the vibe around the guys in the trenches, offensive side of the football that have been a little banged up this week as well? Isaac Sayamalu, Mason Cole. How are you feeling about those guys' availability for tomorrow night? Uh, I feel pretty good about the O-linemen. Not so much about Elandon Roberts. Like, groins are tricky. Um, we got experience with groins these past couple years. Yeah. If not, yeah. we can call Manscaped. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, one of them spots. Come on, come on, Wes. It's not often though that you see a guy, you know, turn around and play on a, a, a normal week, let alone a short week with a soft tissue injury. So I'd, I'd be surprised if Roberts is out there. I think the lineman might push through it. Although Sayamalo is somebody who he's been around quite a while. He's dealt with injuries. You know, he understands his own body and treatment, rest, recovery, and what it takes to. Uh, make sure you're playing at a high level. So if he's somebody who says, look, it's not going to be the end of the world if I'm out for one game just to preserve myself for the stretch run, that also wouldn't shock me. But I saw him in the locker room uh, Monday or Tuesday, whatever it was, and he was walking around sort of like his normal self. So that's different than trying to block 320-pound Christian Barmore. So take it with a grain of salt, but I'm – cautiously optimistic on the left guard all right all right well i gotta ask you where's your cautiously optimism meter 
with this offense as a whole. We know, you know, you see, I say it right there, right? But, uh, but as a whole, though, right? Because when we're talking about these past two weeks, a lot of the optimism was surrounding the switching from Matt Canada to Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan because of the 400 plus yards of total offense we had against the Bengals. Now, granted, this past game we didn't have the same type of success, but we also know the injury to Kenny to an extent played a role in this thing. So that's why I'm asking you for Thursday night. What are your thoughts on this offense as a whole? Knowing that it's still going to be Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan another week, you know, uh, into this thing together. And now for Mitch, at least having a couple of days knowing that he's going into this thing as a starter. What are you expecting? Not much, to be quite honest with you. There it is. That was a (laughs) very discouraging uh, performance against the Cardinals all around from the simple, uh, you know, lining upright, offensive penalties, attention to detail. We were creating a new formation. You knew that. We were were being innovative. Even effort at times. I mean, come on. Some of that stuff is like, are you really focused on on what's going on right now in this game? Um, But, you know, beyond that, the X's and O's of it, the schematics, the feel for the play calling, the execution by the players. We never want to forget that as we get on our talk radio soapboxes. (laughs) All of it left a lot to be desired. So I'm not feeling super warm and fuzzy, but, you know, I I mentioned the Packers to Titans turnaround. Mm. Excuse me, Jaguars to Titans turnaround earlier in in this segment. I'll also hearken back to Houston to Baltimore turnaround. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. You know, blown out in a game that you weren't expecting to get blown out. Nothing went right. We're all sitting there on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, are the Steelers going to win another game this year? They might just win, you know, they might just go 2 and 15 and then they turn around and beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens at home. Albeit with some wonky stuff happening in that game, some very very They don't uncharacteristic errors. They ask how Baltimore. many. But yes. Um yes, exactly. So we've been here before. We've been through many ups and downs, ebbs and flows with the Mike Tomlin coached Steelers. Um, you know, expect the unexpected with them, but just every all the evidence in front of me I'm I'm not expecting much of an offensive output tomorrow night. All right. Well, before we uh get your official prediction for tomorrow night, I have to ask you this, okay? I got to get out in front of this. A little bit of a hypothetical here, but this is sports radio. That's what we do, right? We've got hours to fill. Humor me, or maybe not even humor me, but but walk with me on this journey where for the next 3 weeks Mitch Trubisky plays well. I'm not saying it at an all-pro level or anything like that, but he's he's not just a passenger, right? He plays well. The offense scores points. Again, nothing crazy, right? But you know, maybe consistently in the in the in the twenties. Three games that are winnable, and you win them. Arizona at or sorry, New England at home at Indy, Cincinnati at home. Kenny Pickett gets cleared to return before the trip to Seattle. You ride in the hot hand with Mitch. Are you going back to number eight? I'm going back to number eight, but with a quick hook, knowing what Mitch just did in this uh, fantasy world that you presented us. <laughs> that, that to me, I right? was but like, man. Hypothetical. Dude, we, we went to that little closet in Narnia. Hey, have you guys ever seen yeah. angels in the outfield? Yeah. Hey, it could happen. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. It's like the transfer portal. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're portaling through this. No, but hey, hey it, it could happen. I mean, I just said crazy, crazier things have gone on 
with this Steelers team. Crazier things have gone on in the NFL. I mean, look at Jake Browning's stat line oh. from the other night. Um, you know, Mitch Trubisky believe? has much more on his NFL resume than Browning. So I'm not completely rolling it out if that were to be the way this thing goes. Um, you know, knowing Mike Tomlin's history, I I think he goes back to Pickett. It's, it's a much – you know, it's not apples to apples, but, I mean, I thought Trubisky played pretty well in that Carolina game last year yeah, I would agree. and they went back to a picket who had been playing better before his concussion um you know than he is right now but yeah I mean I think he goes back to the starting quarterback because what does Tomlin always say we're not going to be blowing in the wind with stuff <laughs> we're not going to change you know at the drop of a hat but if, if Kenny if we go out and see the same Kenny as he comes back from injury I think it's just a it's a quick and easy fix to say look it might have some rust we can't afford that Right now, uh, 10 was playing well. We'll get him back in there. Uh, we really digress down the, the hypotheticals now, but that's the way that I would view that scenario. All right. All right. Well, well, Wes, I'll say this, man. If this does happen, we're going to really enjoy everything in that process oh, leading up to it, during it. My head's going to be so there. big. I'm going to be able oh, to fit man. in the studio it, it's here. Go, it's going to be electric. Remember I'm starting out there now. It'll be electric. I told Brian Backo this was going to happen. Just it out there. So we will see. We will see. But, Mr. Brian Backo, it is that time. It is that time. Whew. I'm always nervous when I ask you this. Because I feel like you always give me the not cool answers. You get what's the fun answers. <sighs> Thursday night, Steelers Patriots. Who gets it done? What's the score? It it doesn't seem feasible <laughs> that the Steelers could lose the two two and oh ten. Oh my gosh! In back to back weeks. No, oh no. I know this. He's much. That's what I'm saying. That's oh what I'm saying. No. He's pre- he's doing the I preface thing, and win. when he does the preface thing, with all due respect. Yeah, this is his – having said that, this is your transfer portal yeah. moment, Mr. Backo. Having said that. That's like in Ricky Bobby. When I say with all due respect, that means I can say whatever I want. I can say whatever I want. I said with all due respect. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know who's going to win, but I know I'm not predicting a touchdown for either team in this game. And I, I'm just – I don't like the Belichick matchup for the Steelers, you know, even in a normal – year and especially not now coming off what we saw Sunday at Acrisure Stadium. I'm going Patriots 12 Steelers 9. Why does score so stank? <laughs> Maybe I'm go. just hedging against my own entertainment. Like If that's what it is, I'm going to be just as miserable as yeah. everybody listening probably in the press box. So if I'm wrong, at least maybe I'll be, uh, you know, enjoying myself a little more Thursday night. Well, there you have it right there. <laughs> Appreciate you as always, Mr. Brad Batco <laughs> from buddy. the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Like you said, he does not do cap and he has not changed his number since the seventh grade. But send all your hate tweets towards him. <laughs> Just remember that he picked us to lose too. The uh, two in forever God awful Patriots. <sighs> Shout out to Mr. Brad Batco. Thanks, buddy. Just keep it real. Keep it a buck. <laughs> see you guys. We'll see you at the ball yard tomorrow night. Let's go. Let's go. <sighs> yeah, I... that's a little rough one right there. That was a little rough. That was a little rough. Okay, so, you know, there's two types of fans out there. Mm-hmm. There's Brian Backo, who will give me 12 to 9 and let me off the hook, right? Mm. I mean, you know if that was Chris Carter. Oh, what score would he have said? 13 to 9. Oh, right? what was 13 to 9? 
especially when those two teams play tonight. What, what's 13 to 9 again? Could, could, you, could you refresh my memory? That was the uh, score of the Steelers-Ravens game last year. Oh, and then, okay, uh, okay, and then okay. Kenny threw that touchdown pass to Najee. So th- that wasn't the final score the then? the Steelers won 16 to 13. No, no, so you, you said 13 to 9, as if that yeah. was like a final? You, you know, it was like a big Kenny moment, 13 to 9, and he threw a touchdown pass. and you know. No, 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 but it wasn't the final score? Oh, thir- it was just—it was just the score of uh, you know the volleyball game the other day. It was you know it was thirteen to nine, and then oh. uh, and then one team went on and won the set twenty five to twenty one. Because you you referenced it as if it was nine eleven, as if it was well for some World people, War Two, and, and I'm just trying to figure out. It's no way that it could just be a part of some game when that wasn't the final score. So I was trying to figure out which game it was. You know, I'd be curious sometimes, man. What game you referring to, like bro? That legal defense of like if you can't remember <laughs> that it happened, did it actually happen? <laughs> Either way, it is all good. It's all good. Because just like Brett. 12 to j- 9. Just like Mr. Backcourt, we're going to let it off the hook, all right? We're going to get up out this seven. 12 to 9 is weird. It's weird. I told you it's a stank score. That sounds, it's super stank. That's like if you watch a, rug- stank, a rugby game, that's the score. It's stank. Ooh. It's stank. Mm. We're going to go to break on that, though. Sorry, at the moment. This is Wes Euler. Don't touch that dial. Stills Nation Radio. Simon Casting on ESPN 970 AM. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Steelers Blitz on Steelers Nation Radio, simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM. Just finished up talking to Brian Backo, man, getting his very uh, unique Score prediction. Good dude, Brian Backo. Shout out to Mr. Brian Backo. One like time for the culture. That's something you have to say in this business after you have a guest on. Hey, good guy, Brian Good Backo. guy, man. Great you, good guy, Chris Carter. What if we was just like, yo, I, man, I got such a terrible guy. I just, ah. Good guy, Terrence Just a bad Carver. guy, man. Just a bad guy. Ah. Like, why you keep bringing him on the show if you're a bad guy, dude? That's great, great. That's probably why he doesn't come on the show yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense, makes sense, makes sense, man. Sense. Makes sense, bro. We got to get some, we got to get somebody on here that we can be like, that's our. That's our terrible guest. Yeah, worst guest ever. Worst guest ever. We Brian don't like these guys. All, ah. all he does is pick the Steelers to lose. He has no backbone. Yep, yep. He changes his phone all the time. Does a lot of cap. Does a lot of cap. <laughs> changes his phone all the time. Big burner phone guy. Yep, 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 yep. Every week I got to figure out what his new phone number is just to book him on the show. <laughs> no, that would be funny, man. But um, we do got a little bit of time before we got to, you know, get up yeah. out of this segment. And don't you cut me off. <laughs> Are you serious? I was going to say. No. I'm sorry. I apologize. With all due respect. We were going in the same direction. Yes. Jay tweeted us and said that he needs some serious advice. And when someone says serious in all capital letters, Uh I felt like that was something like that that we needed to get to. I mean, I guess. When you said we got a couple minutes. I didn't mean to step on That was not what I wanted to go to, but, but, but we could go with it, though. It's it's a West Host Wednesday. Y'all know what time it is, man. Come on, West. Where we going, man? It's a J Host Wednesday. T- take right me there, West. Where we at, man? Our buddy Steeler Rocker. Okay. J. Uh huh. In New Ham. Sure. Shout out. Shout out. Says need some serious advice. Okay. Capital letters, all caps. Mm-hmm. Serious. Went to the Tennessee game and we won. We are coming down from New Ham. Sure. For the New England game tonight. We were married at last year's New England game. That was a loss. I wore my Cam jersey for the Tennessee game. Do I wear the same, or do I wear the Mean Joe color rush? See, this is very serious. All right. So I'm guessing All what right. he, I'm guessing what Jay means is he wore the Mean Joe when his wife got him him and his him his wife got married got before married. the Steeler game. Okay. And that was the last time we played New England. 
and they lost that game. He wore then his cam one. He wore his cam the uh, the Tennessee game, which was the last Thursday night game. Will Levis, which was a W against Mayo Boy yeah. himself. All right, all right, Mister Banana Peel, Jabroni. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. So now we got to decide which one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cam, the one that the one that you wore. This listen, you went to a game this season, and the Steelers won. I'd be wearing the same thing relatively because you probably got to dress up a little bit more for this game than you did for that game. It's gonna be a little bit colder, right? That game. So does that alter it then, though? Well, you can add like layers underneath. So what's the rules to it? All right. So you want me to get dorky here for a question? I'm just asking. When I used to wear jerseys all the time, and you mm-hmm. know this, like I've got a, I got a pretty decent collection. Football. And this is your good luck jersey. Steelers jerseys, uh-huh. Mountaineers jerseys, Penguins sweaters, yeah. Manchester United jerseys. If I wore a jersey to the game and the team won, I'm wearing that same jersey to the next game. Now, if it's 10 degrees outside and the last game it was 50 degrees outside, I'm layering up underneath the jersey. But I'm still putting the and I'm wearing probably thicker pants. I was about to say, are you wearing the same pants, same shoes, or just the same same. jersey? Same jersey. So the jersey is the part that matters. A couple layers this time, because that's probably wondering. I'm like, yeah. To what extent is this like? That's my fan. The lucky like it has to be like same jersey, socks, gloves, hat. This is my my game. Like because when we played, I literally wore the same socks. Like that was my thing. Like right. I, I want the exact same this. Yeah. I want the exact same that and that and that. And I'm not switching it regardless of what the outside conditions are. I'm not Listen. superstitious. I'm just really consistent. Jay, okay? you're just a little stitious. Yeah. Jay might be tougher than I am. Mm. And honestly, I say all this now. In my younger days, too, I would have probably I would have been like, well, I wore shorts in this jersey last you time. Supposed to wear shorts. I don't care that it's yeah. 20 degrees outside. I'm you wearing shorts. It, you had to in this wear shorts. Jersey. If it's really like ten that. years ago, Wes would have been about that life. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wes is now almost thirty three and a father of two, and, and much if, softer and if, than West Virginia was playing for a national championship, you'd be out there with your face painted, your chest painted, everything. You'd be freezing. You had them little chill bones, but you'd have been out there like that. So don't don't be acting like you old because you're not. I also, to be fair, you're not old. To be fair, you're not old. You in your prime. You still got it. I weighed about thirty pounds more than I did a decade ago than I do now. Too. So that means you, that, you you a lean, mean that cheering machine, right? But it but also means, means I've lost lost a lot of insulation over the last decade. You good? You good? Wayne Sherpa, you good? You know all that that pink insulation that you yeah, have in your house? Uh-huh. It's like mine's my. I lost I lost a big chunk of it. But but guess what? Guess what? Now with your new age. They got this thing called hydrated heat. All right? It's a great concept. The more you hydrate, the warmer your body gets. I can't make this up. But what we are going to do is take this break, and then we'll reset at the top of the hour. It's Arthur Moses Wesley and this is the Steelers Blitz on ESPN 970 AM and Steelers Nation Radio. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen. A fabulous new fence. The possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 